If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This one's for the birds, this one's for the city. This one for the fans that bleed green with me. Push down to 95 to the right is the link. With the team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson. Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1. Fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me. Brenda Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Care less about your squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bruh. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato pie, bring three of us. After every bird game, you know where to be. Fourth of John, NBC, in the heart of Philly. About the birds, about the birds, all about the birds. E-Rock, yeah, find the Hollywood. Here we go, broadcasting live from NBC Sports Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome to 4th and John, episode number 98. Boys and girls, you heard it. That was the 2019 Piccolo 4th and John intro. Amazing. Thank you so much. Make sure you check out his album, his brand new album, the Cookout, available on iTunes and all streaming platforms. Make sure you get that original album, Bacon, Egg, and Grits, as well. We can't thank him enough for that intro. He always brings the fire. Every year, he does an intro for us. Every year. Every year. And every year, I think to myself, how is he going to outdo himself this time? How is Piccolo going to outdo himself this time? And once again, he did it. Never can doubt the man. I am fired up, especially after that intro. And I'm fired up that football season officially... It's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. One preseason game down, three more to go. But as I get excited here, as I get amped up, as I get mm, feeling it, I can't help but after the first preseason game, look, guys, I I don't want to play a little Debbie Downer. Mm, I I, I don't want to bring it down at the start of the show right away. But it all started with Nate Sudfeld's injury. 
And listen, it's a backup quarterback. And he's Doug Peterson confirmed that he is going to be out six weeks. Not a big deal. Carson Wentz ain't dead. He's still around. He's still our starting quarterback. And as long as you have him healthy and playing, Nate's going to come back by week three. Everything's going to be okay. No need to worry, Eagles fans. Calm your nerves. But then all of a sudden I start looking up and down the injury report here. And all of a sudden I start getting a little, uh, a, little a, a little antsy, a little uneasy. A little negligible? Not negligible, but look, those of you, Gail, right, you remember there's this the exact t- There's the Gail face. He's already given <laughs> me the Gail face. I knew this was going to happen this intro. He's given me the Gail face already. Gail, you remember this time last year. We were sitting in studio, and I was pounding the table that there's nothing above the repeat. You remember that, right? I do. And you remember me pounding the table saying, this team just won a Super Bowl, and somehow they got better. I don't understand how they're going to be stopped this year. And what happened? They got right out of the chute, it was a whole lot of rut-row. And why was it rut-row? was because the injury bug the size of Mothra was chewing on this team. And as I take a look at the injury report in the roster right now, guys, maybe, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but it's getting me a little nervous. I mean, let's go down it. Ronald Darby just had seven on sevens as of Monday. Dallas Goddard, uh, he's week to week with a calf injury. Lane Johnson, when did this happen? Week to week with a knee injury. Derek Barnett finally got on 11 on 11s as of Sunday. Fletcher Cox has not practiced all summer. And there's really no timetable for his return. We're talking about the best player on defense. Hmm. I said that out loud to myself. Fletcher Cox has not practiced all summer. And I was like, yeah. Wait, what? Our best player on defense hasn't practiced. Nigel Bradham, as of Saturday, he said he didn't know when he would practice or play because he's coming off that foot injury. Brandon Brooks, not taking part in any team drills. No timetable. Jalen Mills, still not back from that foot injury. He suffered last October. He's likely a PUP candidate. Camus is out for at least a month. Nate Sudfeld, Craven LeBlanc out until November. He's Wyclef joining it. He'll be gone until November. Uh, Richard Rodgers. We talked about those two yeah. tight end sets and the need for a reliable backup tight end behind Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. He's, he's day-to-day. He's not practicing as well. So as I take a look at this roster, Gail, I want you to do me a favor because Piccolo helped bring the podcast up in the beginning. And I need you to do what you have so often done, because this is a part-time job, talking me off a ledge. Gail, please, talk me off the ledge. It's still early in the game. Uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I said, a little sneaky concerned about Fletcher Cox. You know, I, I, I want to see him healthy. Obviously, they're going to wait. I've seen him out there stretching. I've seen him moving. Look, looked all right. Okay. You, know, I, you know, but it's still early. Like, if, if it's like the week one and these guys are all injured, I might be a little concerned. But I, I do think, you know, with, you know, Sutfeld going down, it gives you a question mark so that who's going to be our backup quarterback. You know, this was a perfect opportunity for Sutfeld to really show his wings. Uh, he was able to, like, showcase what he could do. Obviously, he's not going to be playing uh, for a little bit. But I think uh, when you look at Cody Kessler, you get a little nervous. Like, is that the guy? But then when you start to think about Carson Wentz, is the guy that we're really worried about. As, as long as Carson Wentz is, is, is healthy, you know, he'll right the ship. But uh, these other injuries, you know, like, you know, Brandon Brooks is actually might be playing. 
uh, in, back in practice pretty soon. Okay. So feel good about yourself. All right. You know, I, 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 you I, know? Feel, I feel a little bit better about that. But look, somebody, somebody's injuries, when we talk about them, we have timetables associated. Craven, we kind of know when he'll be back. Sometime beginning of November. Yeah. Camus going to miss the first month. Okay, we know when he'll be back. Uh, who, who else I mean, we I got? Mean, Lane Johnson could could have played if he had to right now. Yeah, but listen, man. Like, like I need Doug to go up after one of these training camps and say, "Look, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry. We're resting the guy." Yeah. I don't want to hear day to day. I don't want to hear week to week. I mean, Goddard. We're 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 up against the start of the season here, and it's got me a little bit nervous. I mean, last year, Goddard had the hamstring. You know, before you saw him bust out, you know, during the season. But he had a hamstring injury before the season started. Um, Miles Sanders was dealing with a hamstring. So if a guy has a soft tissue injury, we're, we're going to wait a couple weeks if we have to because we don't have to rush him out mm-hmm. for preseason. I mean, technically, pre- uh, training camp is pr- pretty much over. So we now have a season um, right down the way. But it's, we shouldn't be concerned mm. about Dallas Goddard or Lane Johnson. Okay. I mean, Barnett got on the field. Okay. That, that's, a, that's a big deal. Yeah, well, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. All right, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, the E-Rock, talking E-Rock off a ledge, I'll score Gale at like a 6. Okay. He, he really didn't do it for me. He didn't, like, make me feel better <laughs> about the entire situation. So, Hollywood Hearn, I'm going to pass it off to you, and I'm going to give you your opportunity to talk me off the ledge. Hmm. I think... You might have come to the wrong guy on this one, eh? No, no. <laughs> because oh, no. here's the thing. I was all pumped about the season. Piccolo's new intro had me all jazzed up. I'm ready to go for this show, guys. And then you start listing off all the players. And it's not just – it's not we, – we do have some, some um, second-string guys on that list, but a lot of these guys are the core of our team. Yep. The Fletcher Coxes, the Darbys, Nigel Bradham. And um, as we enter into the season and we're unsure about their health, now you've got me right behind you running towards the ledge ready to go full cannonball. I'm not going to do that. It's still very early in the preseason. We've still got plenty of time to heal up. But after we saw Nate Sudfield go down, uh, can we talk about Clayton Thorson for a minute? Because that was pretty rough, man. I I, I walked away from that game pretty aggravated that we even spent a draft pick on that guy. And granted, it was his first game in the NFL – First time in the league, maybe he's got a little bit of rust because he's nervous. I was completely unimpressed with what he had to show. But, th- but think about what you did in Clayton Thorson. Think about what you did. Look, look what you did. Look, look, look what you did. You spent the fifth-round pick on a quarterback who, at best, was going to be third on the depth chart. Exactly. Now, spend, you- that spending a fifth-round pick on a quarterback like that, you don't want to stash him on the practice squad. Heaven forbid he still needs, he's a little bit more developmental than you thought he was going to be. You can't stash him on the practice squad because that will get plucked. How the hell do you think we got Nate Sudfeld? Redskins practice squad, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves a backup quarterback. And when we drafted him, we had no idea that <coughs> Nate Sudfeld would end up getting would end up getting injured. So it really like the timetable of it makes no sense as to why we why we got him in the first place. And and the, and the fifth round pick. Look, I can understand you took a page out of the Andy Reid playbook. I get it. You want to develop a quarterback? Why you got a quarterback? Okay, AJ Feely, Mike Kafka. All right, I, I can see where you're going with it, but. Jeffrey Lurie, at the owners' meetings, had a quote, and we even had it downloaded, but I never got the opportunity to play it because I didn't, it, it, there was never an appropriate time. So I'll paraphrase. He said, we are not cocky enough to think that we are going to nail every draft pick. That's why we want quantity. 
We want a lot of picks, so it increases our chances on hitting on these guys. So then, in turn, you go and trade up for Dillard, who, by the way, we'll get to him, mm-hmm. and the boxing gloves on. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Dillard. But now, all of a sudden, you're, kinda, you're a little light on picks. And with a fifth rounder, you decide to draft a quarterback who, again, at best, was going to be third on your depth chart. You can't stash him on the practice squad. Lo and behold, he stinks. The guy stinks. Gail, you are the draft guy. Tell me what you thought about Clayton Thorson coming out of college and explain to me what the Philadelphia Eagles were thinking, picking him with a fifth. Well, I mean, he had the mobility. He did tear his ACL uh, the season before. So, he, I mean, he had the arm, but the accuracy was an issue. Um, you know, I was looking at the chart where he missed in college. He missed all of the seams. I mean, he can hit some of those out routes, but the seams he was missing. Um, but the thing is, you know, when he was drafted, I was like, mm. I, I didn't have that good feeling in my gut. I was just like, why? I mean, I, I, I understood the whole thing to develop a quarterback. I think that's exactly where they have to start thinking because Nate Sudfeld could be gone too, yep. you know, down the road. But I think he was not the guy that I would have drafted. The thing, the and thing, there was players on the oh, board too. On, on a scale of 1 to 10, talking E-Rock off the ledge, oh, oh, the that negatives? was like a 2. <laughs> that, what, that, that was a I'm surprised I'm in the positives, honestly. <laughs> so, so, so what were you going to say, bud? So I'm just uh, saying that you were talking about how we're, like, we, we wanted to get as many quantitative picks as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to quality, just hoping that you get No, you, you want quality, but well, you, you, want you quality, need the quantity to find the quality. Exactly. Yeah. So what my problem is with that is that we could have added more quantity to another position of need. So oh, absolutely. We could have used a linebacker. But we could you know what I mean? That fifth-round pick could have been used in other positions. Could where have been a safety. Exactly. Because um, then you see all these safeties that they brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it first could, three picks were, were pretty hot. It though. could have gone Ooh. to a guy that could be, that could have actually been fighting for a like a spot on the team, yeah, where I Clayton mean, Thorson was going to be fighting to make the practice. Yeah, work. and then Sharif Miller, uh, you, you you used the fourth-round pick on him. Mm-hmm. There were some players on there on the board that you're like, okay. All right. I mean, it's still experimental, and you see what they're doing at the back end of the roster right now. Like Sharif Miller doesn't have a lock. You know, he'll he, you know like he'll still be on the I, he'll be on the roster, but talking about playing time, they're bringing all these guys in to challenge the back end of the roster right now. Like we don't know who is going to be that fourth and fifth defensive end right right now. So I'm thinking like you could have used that pick somewhere else. And now that the first preseason game is over, and I'm not getting the warm and fuzzies looking up and down the injury report. I'm also not getting the warm and fuzzies about the playing time, right? Mm-hmm. Because traditionally, this is the way it's been for as long as I can remember. And granted, change is inevitable, and the Eagles are certainly bucking the trend. In the first preseason game, the starters play a series. Mm-hmm. In the second preseason game, the starters play a quarter. In the third preseason game, they play a half. And the fourth preseason, they don't even see the field. You're just trying to figure out who's going to be on the back end of the roster. And now that you see Nate Sudfeld come down and you see guys like Lane Johnson and Dallas all of a sudden, you know, start to develop some injuries. When it comes to Carson Wentz, I'm, I, I'm torn. I, I, I'm, I'm torn on what I want to see. Because on, on, on one hand, I don't want to see him out there. Because heaven forbid... Something happens to uh, Carson Wentz that happened to Sudfeld. It's the Clayton Thorson show. Yeah, then it's the Cl- – oh, my God. Don't say uh, – <laughs> listen, we'll, go, we'll get into potential 
backup quarterbacks because there is going to be no Clayton Thorson show whatsoever. I, I but, think it's important that we see Cody Kessler, though, a lot of Cody Kessler. Like if, if we're looking at him as a potential three or a guy to push Nate Sudfeld, give him all the, give him all the reps. But, he, but here's the point I'm trying to make. On one hand, I don't want to see Carson Wentz out there because I'm worried. I mean, this is the guy, Gail, you and I have stayed up at night staring at the ceiling, worrying about the, car- the health of Carson Wentz. But at the same time, I can't, remember, I can't help but remember and look back at that 2017 season when Nick Foles took over. And he was a little rusty. He played okay, but he was a little rusty those last three games. Mm-hmm. And what did Doug say? What did Nick say? Oh, those last three games were, in essence, my preseason. Because if you remember, he had some sort of elbow or shoulder injury, and he didn't play in the preseason. So that's what he needed to shake off the rust. Listen, if we're Super Bowl or bust this year, I can't have Carson Wentz waiting to shake off the rust for three games. I just can't do it. Yeah, but, I mean, what do you think they're doing in practice? I think I – think but it's different. It's not games. It's no. different. Yeah, it's different. Nah. He's not getting it's tackled different. to the ground. In, in well, he's not getting tackled, but he's getting good quality reps. But he in. knows that he's not going to get tackled. That's in the back of his mind as well. I'm not worried. No, he, he can extend not, that play an extra I'm, half I'm not, second to a second. I'm not worried not about Carson down. Wentz. Right and it, so if you didn't see Carson Wentz on the field whatsoever at any single point during the preseason, these four <laughs> games, you're good. I'm good. They're, good. They're having a joint practice with the Ravens next week. So that, okay. that's, that's, that, that'll be a great uh, – opportunity to throw against a different team and throw to your weapons. But, th- but this is the part that makes me uneasy. Because in one sense, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with Gail, and on the other sense, I'm, uh, you know, I'm agreeing somewhat with Gail. Somewhat agreeing with him, yeah. I'm, I mean, so I'm somewhat agreeing with you. I really think is at first I was like, I just want to see one rep, one rep out of the, the first team offense, just to see him get going. But, th- but, then, but then one rep. One series. Well, I mean, one, one series. One rep. Because then in my mind, I'm like, you, you, you got to shake off the rust, dude. You got to put him out there. You got to let it. And then what's that going to accomplish? Yeah, Doug's just going to have him handing off the ball a bunch of times, a, a couple high percentage throws, and okay, so what? He gets hit once. He gets up. Everyone claps. You get that one. You but know, it's, so, it's, sometimes just like that one defensive tackle from the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got to smack him on the face just to wake him up. And that wakes up. Is, is that really what I'm it, expecting? To but see? It, it's, it's football. Like, when, when you play football, like, you get that one hit, <coughs> like, Carson Wentz talked about getting that one hit. He's like, yeah, I get that one hit, and then it's, it's back to football. Like, you get yeah. that first hit, and you're like, oh, a shock to your body, and then you're out there and doing it. I feel like that's something people just say, though. It's you, not. Look at boxers, man. They, not, they, they get trained. They get punched a thousand times a day just to prepare for a fight when they go to war for one day. So they need, they need to build up that callus on yeah. their body. But they you need, do that they in practice, though. Put up that toughness. Listen, if, if Carson Wentz is going to be the future of this franchise for a, another decade, they just signed him to that long-year deal, they both have to protect him, and they, but they can't baby him. Baby him. Yeah. They can't put him in bubble wrap out there in the preseason. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm like torn. If, I don't like know I what to do. I would give him, a, a, the, in the third week, I would give him that first series. You know, if, if I'm going to give him something. Mm-hmm. Would you be I'm, satisfied with that? I'm giving him that. So you're saying the entire preseason, Carson gets one series and it's in week yeah. three. Yeah. No, I'm not okay with that. He needs at least a quarter, I think. At least a quarter. Two series. Tops. Especially with, you for know, what? For, I mean, what's, what's the reason for it? And if he's not playing in the build other games, if he's not playing in the other games, sort of I really want him there for a full half. But don't you think the chemistry is being Keep built? Him out. It's, be, it's being built. It's being built. But, but, but it's different when you're going up against somebody else. It's yeah. different when it's live action. It's, it's different when that guy 
that defensive end, you don't even know his name, but he's trying to earn himself a roster spot. He's coming after your neck. And so yeah. you're going to put Carson Wentz out there when you don't have Lane Johnson. That, you see, he's right. Him. I don't know what to do. I'm not, I'm not putting Mayalata out there to protect Carson Wentz yeah. just for a couple series yeah. just so I can feel better. It's all about the season. Like, like you, we could talk about preseason right now because that's what we have to do. Yeah. But we're looking forward – to a Super Bowl run. Can we ask to put the We're red the jersey pre- on him during the game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, like, after seeing Sudfeld go down, everyone yeah. was nauseous. You're like, dude, this is what happened last yeah. – Nick Foles got hurt last last year in preseason against the Patriots. Um, was it Claiborne that took him out? You know, it's, it, it's a – it is what it is, football. I mean, if you don't expect injuries, then you're not realistically looking at – the game the right way. I mean, injuries do happen. Um, but, you know, the Eagles are doing their best ability to keep, to control the situation. But correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there also injuries that are prone to happen if you don't train enough before the season? Soft tissue type injuries? Yeah, but I, Wentz is out there. He's taking a lot of reps. He, he's even taking more reps. But is he taking the hits? It's, it's, it's all right. See, 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 Dillard stepped on his foot the other day. Is that, is that, <laughs> does that make you, that make you guys feel good? I mean, that is like good? a mountain of a person. <laughs> see, <but>. see <laughs> Gail's right, but he's not right. He's sort of right. He's a little right. He's not all the way right, you but he's right. Evan. protect this house. Evan. Yes. You're right. You're sort of not right, but you're right. A little bit, but not all the way. So I don't, I don't know exactly what the answer is. It's going to be very interesting to see the way Doug Peterson handles the preseason moving forward. And, of course, we're going to have a lot of reaction to the next preseason game against one Nikki Foles. Guess what? That's going to break yeah. up a lot of nostalgia. But before yeah. we look ahead, let's take a little quick peek back, Gail, in that preseason game. Who kind of stood out to you there? I mean, Andre Dillard, man. He really put in work. Uh, he was a technician out there. Like, he looked like uh, a seasoned pro. But, you know, like, people are like, oh, who's he, who's he going against? I get, I look at his technique. Look how he was on the screen pass where he let the guy go inside. You know, you showing that football IQ that Stoutland talked about. Um, Stoutland talked about his IQ and how he would count the defensive end steps. You're seeing those kind of things. You're seeing his hand placement. I talked about last week that, you know, what I wanted to see was his hand placement. He looked solid. Um, at the end of the day, it was – uh, a really good performance. And I, th- the key thing for me is watching all the Texans fans go crazy looking at all the videos I was posting about oh, really? Dillard because they were so hyped in getting Dillard. Eagle, they've been chirping at Eagle fans this whole week because they're so pissed off that we jumped up and got him. Well, Texans so. fans, if I can offer you any sort of consolation prize, <laughs> may I offer Big how about a little bit of that Vitae? And possibly a first-round pick. You oh. have something that quite possibly off the ropes with the first of, round of, pick of, of yours. That you know. You we, think we can we, get it done for Lesko? We we we. Yeah, I mean, you know. Big V and two twos. One this year, one next year. What say you, Gail? Oh, I, I do it. Hell yeah, you do it. Yeah. And like I said, that first round is going to be a, a basically a second-round pick once you win the Super Bowl. Oh, off the top rope comes Gail. Like, I I really liked. Um, I really liked what Dillard showed in that first preseason game. But besides that, and I'll I'll be curious to kind of get your opinion on it, because you know, as I stated when Darren Sproles was signed, the best thing, in my opinion, the best thing you can do to a roster is sort of on the back end fill it with veteran talent, 
you know, cheap deals, prove it deals, maybe guys that were underperforming and or coming off an injury. Jonathan Cyprian. Now, look, I don't know if he was gassed up because he was playing his old team. He did have some miscommunication, especially with Fourth, that resulted in a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But the dude was flying around the ball. I mean, he looked all right. He looked, I mean, this is his first time playing in a while. Um, I thought, you know, could he play that in the big dime? You know, a possibility to play that linebacker role? It's a possibility. I think, you know, he was out of coverage on that one play. Um, but another guy on defense that stood out for me was Deshaun Hall, a guy like we're talking about that back end of the defensive end position. He showed out really causing, uh, you know, disruption. Josh Wett got a little pressure. I see, I see they, they, put, they got snaps, bro. I see him put Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Luan on skates on one of the running plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but offensively, uh, J. John, can we call him J. John now? J. John? I, I, I guess so. Is that what we're doing? Arthega. Arthega Whiteside. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Arthega. Yeah, we'll, do we'll do it. Thega, yeah. Thegatron, maybe? <laughs> Thegatron. Yo, Thegatron. You might patent that one, dude. Thegatron. Yo, I'm going to put on a T-shirt. Put it on a T-shirt. Yo, uh, he, he starts, he starts racking up some red zone, like, jump but balls. Thega, Thegatron. Oh, yeah. Thegatron. Uh, showed some little, you know, the football IQ, football IQ I'm talking about, like, working back to the quarterback, boxing out, getting big, boxing mm-hmm. out the defenders. That's what his game is. He came up big on a third down catch. Um, he just missed a, a post route. The I ball know, was, that was pretty. Oh, that was close. pretty. He, he was almost so pulled close, it in. I, I, I seen fans out there he like had people going crazy if he pulled dude, that one in. One guy's like, he's got to make those. Dude, it's his first preseason game. That's a tough a, catch. That's yeah. a tough catch. I don't care who that is. That that is a tough catch. <laughs> Showed some promise. Though. Hollywood. Anybody uh, kind of catch your eye? Um, Mark and Michael was uh, he he performed well with that one touchdown he had the one thing that I saw earlier today that really just kind of had me uh, like blew my mind a little bit they're trying Donnell Pumphrey out at the wide receiver now are they, are they, is this just like last stop for, Yo, for they, him they're they, they're trying everything in their power to find to a, way find to fit a him? roster spot to admit they didn't make a mistake a on Donnell Pumphrey because uh, like it's a wrap yo I hate to break it but like that guy's what five no offense. Five nine. Five nine. He's new Reno Mahe, and that's an insult to Reno Mahe. It is an insult to Reno Mahe. Yeah, <laughs> he flashed a little bit. Flash? What flash? What did you for, see? For did him, you see a camera for him, go off? For him, <laughs> flashed in, in camp. He caught a ball. Caught a couple balls, you know, but it's it's not. He, I just said it's a wrap. I said it's a wrap. <laughs> I'm trying to root on my black Filipino brother, Donnell Pumphrey. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because uh, he's repping, he's repping me right now. But it's, it's no, a wrap. he's not repping you very well, dude. <laughs> it's a wrap. You'd be better off out there, bum knee and all. I, I had a, I got a, had a helmet that he had signed. I was like, ah, should I just uh, clean that off <laughs> and have someone else <laughs> no, autograph? He's in there with his stump. I was like, <laughs> trying, uh, trying to rub the autograph off the mini helmet. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna still rep you, bro. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you, uh, you go ahead and do that. You go ahead and, uh, <laughs> go ahead and rep, brother. Um, give, yeah, give me give me three like after the preseason game just to wrap up last preseason game. Give me like three. Okay, your stocks up. Three, your stocks down. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Dallas Goddard. Look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a mismatch out there. He, he was doing his doing the damn thing versus the their ones out there. They couldn't cover him. Uh, again, Andre Dillard, uh, phenomenal. Uh, I thought he's been showing out in practice. Now he's showing out on the field. Um, and then I'm gonna go with um, Thegatron. Going back to Thegatron. Thegatron, dude, that is that is a he looked uh, sick nickname. He mm-hmm. looked uh, seasoned, um, and he's a rookie out there. And then he's been carrying that over to practice as well, making a lot of good catches. He started off slow, but he's uh, finishing 
like I like to see him. And give me uh, three stock down. Three stock down. Um, Jordan Mulata is one for me. And you know how big of a Jordan Mulata fan that was. He was getting a lot of mixed reviews as to, yeah. as to his uh, in was high yeah. on Yo, Ball Digger was high on him, but like – at least the plays, because again, I, when I watch a preseason game or training camp or any sort of practice, I take a very micro approach to it. I, I try to hone in yeah, on yeah. one guy, maybe mm-hmm. two guys tops, you know, because I'd like to know a lot about a few guys than right. rather a little bit about everybody. Right. But the times I did glance over to Mulata's side, I mean, I saw him kind of pull out for a screen pass or an outside play, and he went behind the play to block a dude who was behind the play. And the dude that he was supposed to block ended up tackling him for a loss. Like, yo, like, I know we had a disagreement last podcast that I was like, he's on the bubble. Mm-hmm. He's a bubble guy. You don't think so. But I think, you know, it was they kind of did him a disservice by moving him to the right side. You're, you're talking about a guy who's ne- never played football. This is you true. put him on left tackle, and now uh, you're going to have to learn right tackle. Just, just as soon as you were learning left tackle, right. now you got to learn right tackle. It's a whole different um, – you know, it, t- it takes a while. Mm. But I, th- I think he still has that ability. It's just a matter of just honing his skills. And if they feel like he shows something the next couple I- – I want Milada to keep playing. Get him out there, get him a ton of reps, mm. see what he can do. Absolutely. But and that, I, an- another stock yeah. down a guy I have is Nate Gary. Um, I, wanted to see, I wanted to see more from him. He got, he got washed in a couple of those run plays. Um, you know, a guy who – he knows he knows the defense. They, t- they talk about his smarts. They talk about his ability to – to um, feel comfortable with him, comfortable with him out there on the field, but I think uh, he's got to show more for me moving forward. And Clayton Thorson, I think, is everybody on everybody's oh. stock down. Yeah, for sure. It's rough. It was like painful to watch. Two for nine for seven yards and one interception. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's our fifth round pick right yeah. there. A fifth round pick on that guy. Well, you know, not, we we've taken a look past. All right, we 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 look behind us. And now we look forward to Jacksonville, which once again, we look behind us. Because it's impossible not to get all those sort of nostalgic feelings, all those, you know, love and romantic feeling over to BDN. Yeah. Because he's going to be there in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. Wearing number seven. Did you see where he said that I wear number seven now? Because he got a little bit smaller. Because number nine belongs in Philadelphia and will always have a special place there. How can you hate the guy, dude? That's How respect. can anybody respect. have any sort of respect. bad thing to say about the guy? But then also, thanks to him, we have Cody Kessler. He, like, he w- w- thanks, thanks, Nick. Nick. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, kind of said, give Philadelphia a call, and that made that happen. There. So that's a uh, wow. big shout-out to Nick, Nick Foles. Foles the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Thank you for Cody Kessler. Just, just kind of give me your thoughts on on this preseason game upcoming. I know we touched on whether or not we would want to see Carson Wentz play. We touched last time on guys that we're going to specifically be looking for. But do you think uh, do you think the defensive line, Barnett, Malik, you know, everybody just kind of Josh Sweat just kind of holds up a little bit. No. And instead of sacking them, they give them the old whack on the rear end. I think there'll be some of that going on. Is he, but is, is he even playing though? Is he? Is he? I don't know. You tell me. Is I, I don't, I'm not sure yet. They if he's following the Doug Peterson plan, he's, he's not going to play the entire preseason. Yeah, no, I don't think he is going to be playing. And then once again, Nick Foles said during his Super Bowl, those last three games were his preseason. Again, it's about I'm – I don't want to circle back around. I don't want to circle back around. I don't want, I want Cody Kessler to get reps. That's all I want. Is there any way – No one's talking about Cody Kessler's return to Jackson. That we can, <laughs> that we can get Dom – 
that big dude that's head of security to just somehow like grab a Nick Foles lookalike, like they grab the dude that played in John Heater, yeah, yeah, and like stuff him in the locker <laughs> and then take kidnap Nick Foles, like just just put him on <laughs> rope and put him on the team plane and fly him back to Philadelphia because this whole situation's got me nervous right now. Yeah, it, I do miss Nick Foles, that hokey, <coughs> hokey sob man. I love yeah. that guy. Speaking of getting nervous and fan bases getting nervous. How are you feeling if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan right now? Mm. Yo, they are absolutely trashing this offseason. They have another sat- arrest, if I'm not mistaken. Another arrest, another contract, another guy wanting more money, another suspension. It's all it's all Robert the same. Quinn suspended it's all two games. the same in Jerry World. Isn't it the same year in and year out too? It feels like it's the same it stories coming out of Dallas. It is. Yeah. But according to Jared Jones. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm Jerry Jones. You don't need you don't need a Russian champion to win yourself a Super Bowl. <laughs> Even though when I won a Super Bowl every single year, I had myself a Russian champion. But I just can't imagine paying top dollar, number one running back money to a dude in a belly shirt. I just I just absolutely can't do it. I can't imagine doing it. Because I'm Jerry Jones. Because I'm Jerry Jones. I know that guy right now is somewhere down in Cabo, probably doing body shots off of some young hussy. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't pull her top down. Hopefully he doesn't punch a DJ. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, get in a fight at an EDM concert. At least not on camera. At least not on camera. You know, I don't want to see him on Locked Up Abroad now. I'm Jerry Jones. He walks in paradise. That's Yo, great. and then Dak Prescott. I'm fishing all day, and all of a sudden I checked. I 40 mil. I haven't checked the timeline all day. What are the day. odds? And I, I'm saying $40 million. Shooting high. When did this come up? Shooting for the stars, Trying to get man. 35. But Yo, even, just even the thing that he turned down 30, you're like, really, man? Like, but is is but how how factually true is what you know has been reported? I think it's fact. Like it, like there were whispers. Remember like like I I told all the Eagles fans to kind of holster that weapon until it happened. But there but there was whispers of like yo somebody inside is Zeke Elliott's training you know camp said that he's not going to camp unless he gets himself a new deal. And we're like all right you know everyone's starting to get you know you know getting crazy about it. But I'm like yeah wait until it comes to fruition. Now, if whispers are coming out of Dallas, I can't help but believe them. Des Bryant tweeted out, pay Dak. Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at me. Throwing, Don't at me. Throwing, throwing, throwing. So I, so I, saw, I saw this $40 million thing, right? <clears throat> and then I'm like, all right, I got to look into this. I, I, because I, I totally missed where it was saying $40 million, $40 million, Dak's worth $40 million. So I look up Dak Prescott, new contract, $40 million, hit the latest news, and one of them pops up, right? Does it have the logic behind it? It says Dak Prescott isn't asking for too much from the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll bite. Okay. okay. Goes, on, goes on to say. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? I don't know. It's on MSN. Okay. In 2017, once again, the headline is Dak Prescott isn't asking for too much from the Cowboys. In August 2017, Matthew Stafford signed a five-year deal worth $135 million becoming the NFL's highest-paid player. In the four years leading up to the signing of that deal, he threw for 17,496 yards, 107 touchdowns, 54 interceptions, uh, good enough for a completion percentage of 63 and a quarterback rating of 89.9. Okay. This came shortly after Derek Carr signed a five-year, $125 million contract, making him the highest-paid quarterback and, by extension, the highest-paid player. At that point, he played 47 games and amassed uh, 60.9 completion percentage, 
Uh, one, uh, 11,194 yards, 81 touchdowns, 31 interceptions, and an average quarterback rating in the high 80s. I'm leaving some numbers out here. That was right after Andrew Luck became the highest-paid quarterback after 55 career games in which he threw for 14,838 yards, 101 touchdowns, 55 interceptions for a 58.1 uh, completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 85. Cowboys started. Here's where it gets good. Here's where he starts to justify all these numbers. Cowboys started. Dak Prescott is up for a deal now, and uh, in three years as a starter, has put up 10,876 yards, 67 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. His average quarterback rating, question mark, 96. Not to anger those who are fully, who are religiously opposed to including a quarterback's win total in the same breath, but Dallas has two seasons of 10-plus wins and one 9-7 season in those years and two playoff berths. It is, not, it is not all because of Prescott, but it was certainly higher, blah, 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 blah. The point that I am trying to make here, he finally concludes that if you're a quarterback in the neighborhood, statistically, if you're one of those guys, you reset the market by signing a new deal. Now, if you go back and look at those numbers, I know I just spitballed a whole bunch of numbers out there. <clears throat> but to summarize, Matthew Stafford, 64 games. Per game, 280 yards, 1.7 touchdowns. 0.84 interceptions and a 90 quarterback rating. Derek Carr, 238 yards, 1.7 touchdowns per game, 0.66 on the interception, a 60.9 quarterback rating. Andrew Luck, 269 yards per game, 1.8 touchdowns, one interception. Dak Prescott, if you were to break this down per games that he's played now that he's asking for a new uh, contract, 226 yards. 1.4 touchdowns per game, 0.52 interceptions. He doesn't even come close. So he's got lower stats than all those guys. So he's got lower stats than all those guys, yet wants to be the highest-paid player in the league. Jerry, I'm all for it. Pay him. Yeah. Pay, pay the man. Pay the man. Pay the man. Pay the man his money. Yeah. Pay him and don't pay Dak and watch that happen. I, mean, I was looking at some quarterbacks for the range where he should be, like, shooting for. You know, Kirk Cousins, uh, $28 million. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27.5. Matthew Stafford, 27 million. Derek Carr, 25 million. Drew Brees, 25 million. Andrew Luck, 24.5. Alex Smith, 23.5. He thinks he's $15 million more I'd than Drew Brees. I, I'd, still, I'd still be concerned at 25. Like, but I, I th at the end of the day, it becomes like the going rate for a quarterback. But yeah. I, you know, you want, I want to see him play without Zeke. Oh, and they, they, and they, and they've then, already had that. In the, in, the, in the six games that Zeke was for suspended, a season. yo, they they have a small sample size. Dude went five. They went yeah. five hundred. Yeah, they went five hundred. Got completely outscored by a lot. Yeah. So they have their sample size without Zeke. I keep saying this, and it's coming to fruition. They can't sign all of them. They can't sign Dak and Zeke and Cooper and Jalen. And who's the cornerback that I, that I can't? That Byron, I, Byron Jones. Yeah. You can't sign all of them. And if you do, you can't sign all of them to top-tier contracts. And if you do, you are totally putting yourself in a salary cap hell, which, by the way, you put yourself in by sitting on your hands. Because say what you want about the Carson Wentz contract. Should they have signed them? Should they not have signed them? Should they have waited to see if he can stay healthy? Shouldn't they, or should they just do it right now? If the one piece of credit you got to give them is that they stayed ahead of it. They stayed ahead of it so they don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got to set the market when you can. Yes. I mean, because the market will set you. But then also, not knowing the, the trends 
of of how players like Le'Veon Bell set the trend. He's like, "Yo, I'll sit out a year." So now Melvin Gordon's like, "I'll sit out a year." Is he? Like, I'll mm-hmm. sit out a year. Like now it's it's you know the players. If you have leverage, you lose. You use it when you can. If you're not good enough, then you can't use you ever use that leverage. Um, so I think I, I'm I'm all for players getting their money, um, but I, I think uh, those players are smart right now. Those players are smart. The Cowboys are not. They're letting the mark, market dictate their price. Mm-hmm. The best thing the Eagles could have done, done to screw the Cowboys was sign Carson Wentz to that contract and stay ahead of it. Because you, you, you look at Amari Cooper right now. Michael Thomas gets signed, making the most of any, other, any wide receiver has made in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper's looking at that one going, but, 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 but him. And you wait, Julio Jones mm-hmm. might get a new contract. And, and, and he's going to set the market again. And the Cowboys are still going to be sitting on their hands. Yeah, and, and Amari Cooper's got the, the ammo to say, look, I turned this team around as soon as I got on the roster. So he's, he's got pull Meanwhile, for his own money. I'm Jerry Jones. Meanwhile. And I'm going to offer all those people top five contracts. They ain't, they ain't that good. <laughs> I don't need Zeke to win a championship. I don't need Dakota Rain Prescott. I don't need Jalen Smith. I don't need Amari Cooper, even though I traded a first-round pick for him. I'm Jerry Jones. <laughs> Setting themselves up for failure. That's a whole lot of money, too, man, to spend between, like, three players. Yeah. To lock all those guys up. That's a lot of money. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. Let's think back. They went into this offseason, correct me if I'm wrong, in the second-worst salary cap situation going into the offseason. Correct. Behind only the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? Howie and Howie. Jeffrey walked around the locker room and said, Lane, can you help us out? Said Jason, can you help us out? Said you, can you help us out? And all these guys restructured the contract for the better good of the team. Meanwhile, you got the Dallas Cowboys. You start running backs in Cabo. Dak Prescott wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Or the, yeah, the highest paid player. By proxy, you're the quarterback. You're the highest, highest paid player. Mark, who, the, the misery of Cowboys fans is a delicacy to me. It is, it is yeah, delicious. 100%. And it's just going to continue. Into the preseason, into the regular season, and Cowboys fans, you wait, you watch, you made your bed, you're going to have to lie in it. Jason Garrett said himself that they're far away from where he wants to be. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Hey, man, we got any, uh, before we get on out of here, we got any Twitter questions to go through? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, from Maiden Delco wants to know. This, this, <laughs> oh, that's this, a great name. Yes. This, this is a common question among people that uh, come up in this area. But what is your guys' take on the – Cowboys, Yankees, Flyers, Lakers, Duke, Blue Devils fan that exists among us. Do, the guy, do, the guys do, do that, they actually exist? Oh, they exist. They exist. They, this guy had a sticker. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? Yeah. This is the stickers on the back of his car. He's got Cowboys, Tiger Woods, oh, Yankees, no. Flyers, uh, Lakers, and the Duke Blue Devils. That guy wasn't raised right. No, no. Th- 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 this, is, this is a sickness. First of all, take the Flyers logo off of there. The right. Flyers logo should not be associated with those other teams. Second of all... Is that cherry-picking or what? This, this right here, and we're going to have to save this picture because we gotta, we got to tweet it out. I think we have a Duke fan in here, though. Don't no, no, no. We, we, we got to tweet this out because <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is evidence right here of a larger problem. This is a, this is a mental issue. A mental health issue. Because when you're a Cowboys, a Tiger Woods, a Yankees, a Lakers, and a Duke fan, you have zero loyalty. Yeah. Your father either didn't hug you enough as a child. Your mother 
didn't tell you he, she loved you. And you can't handle the thought of losing. You're, hey, there's people out there, we've all seen it. We've all seen but this is like the most blatant example of it. We've all seen it. The bumper stickers of a Yankees and a Cowboys fan. Why would you advertise the fact that you, like the bagel boss, have little man syndrome? <laughs> because you don't want to lose. You can't handle it. You but would trade your loyalty in, in there, of your home city. You would trade your loyalty in just to say, well, I won championships and stuff like that. You know what's funny? That's a sickness. I, ha- I had a grown man in his 40s. I-, I-, I tried to get the rationale of why he's a Cowboys fan that was raised in this area. I'm like, well, what exactly is the reason that you grew up a Cowboys fan? You want to know what it was? What? His parents painted his room blue when he was younger. They always got some stupid excuse, During right? During the 90s. Just well, happened dad, to paint. Yeah. you know, when I was a kid. So, so, so for that, you latch on to the Cowboys, the Cowboys for your whole life. The Cowboys, you know, they were the only ones on TV. Sorry, and then pathetic. my dad was a Yankees fan. And then, you know, like my uncle, like twice removed, he went to Duke. So I'm a Duke fan. Yo, know, it is seriously a, a, a mental sickness. Do you know anybody like that? I know, Would you associate uh, with anybody? I know, like I know some people that are Cowboy fans, Laker fans, Yankee fans. That's that's usually the trifecta. Yeah, yeah the, the Yankee, Laker fan, Cowboy fan is the. It's pathetic. It, it's something that exists way more often than it should. Weak sauce. Considering yeah. you got three different parts of the country going on there. Makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, we, we need to cleanse the palate here of all that filth that I saw on that car. And we'll tweet that picture out. Because we've all seen them. I haven't seen that blatant of an example, but we've all seen them. They do exist. They need yeah. to be eradicated. Go yeah, ahead. We, we, touched, so we touched on uh, most of the other Twitter questions that are going on here between the offensive line and the, uh, and the secondary. All right, sounds good. Then we are, we are a wrap here. Once again, as always, I want to remind you that the 4th and John squad will be traveling with the Green Legion, mm-hmm. All right, mainly Atlanta, Buffalo. So if you want to come party with the Green Legion, party with 4th and John, Make sure that you use code check, uh, John at checkout. They're going to put you in our section. They might even put you in our row. So make sure you check out the Green Legion's website. And Piccolo, cannot thank you enough for thank the you, intro. Sir. That was absolute fire. Make sure you cop his album, The Cookout, and his debut album, Bacon, Egg, and Grits. And until next time, let's go birds, and we will see you right here on 4th and John next week. We out! Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. 
This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 